This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of Central New York. Your glory here among us, great is our Every culinary tradition has at its foundation a very basic kind of ingredient. In French cooking, we have mirepoix. In Italian, it's called sofrito. In Spanish, funny enough, it's also called sofrito. And Cajun French people from Louisiana have a very different type of it, and they call it the Holy Trinity. In most of the cultures, mirepoix is onions, carrots, and celery. And the only difference with the Louisiana is, I believe, instead of, cel- instead of carrots, they use bell peppers. Now, each of those ingredients brings something unique to the table, right? When you chop them up and you, you fry them up at the beginning of whatever it is you're making, and any basic Italian sauce, mostly red sauces, start off with those ingredients. The onions release a certain tanginess. The carrots, a little sweetness. The celery, a little savory saltiness. But when you taste it, you don't necessarily taste the individual elements. You kind of taste basically just a, a flavor. Now, if you want to really get fancy in some Italian sauces, when they make puttanesca, and we won't go into the details of that sauce, but basically, you melt some anchovies into the olive oil with hot peppers, and then the rest. People say, oh, I hate anchovies. Well, you don't even know it's there. They're not solid. It just gives the base of your sauce a certain, mm, a certain flavor. And that's what mirepoix does. It gives your sauce a certain bolt, jolt, feeling, taste, a depth of flavor that wouldn't be there otherwise. You can't just put a can of tomatoes, stir it up, and put it over pasta. That's not sauce. So I thought of the mirepoix because, as they say in Louisiana, they call the Holy Trinity. It reminds me of our understanding of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Co-equal, in other words, God the Father is not higher, better, stronger, more God than God the Son. And God the Son is not any more God, higher, more powerful than God the Holy Spirit. They are one God, equal yet different. Each brings to the Godhead a unique element. God the Creator, the Father the Creator, the Son the Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us. Each is necessary, each plays their own role, and we have to be attentive to each of those elements in our own life. 
So when we celebrate Mass, it is very much a celebration of the Trinity. As I've mentioned to you many times before since I've been at Assumption, our painting in the back there is marvelous because every time I preach, I think of it, it teaches us so much. Right above the angel on the altar, behind the angel is a priest offering Mass. And he's holding up a host. You don't want to get too close because as heavy as that angel looks, it's loosely sitting there. It actually moves quite easily behind there. And then if you look above, you have the dove representing the Holy Spirit. And above the dove is the Son, Jesus, with the Blessed Mother and some of his apostles next to him, and St. Joseph. And then above the Son is God the Father. When we offer Mass, we offer Mass in the name of Jesus. We say the priest who is presiding acts in persona Christi, in the name of Christ. So technically, when I'm saying Mass, I am, I am the presence of Christ in a very unique way. And I offer, we offer, the sacrifice to the Father. And it's the Holy Spirit who lifts it all up into heaven. That's a beautiful image. It's how we are for a moment transported into heaven away from the cares and burdens of this life into the glory of heavenly life. We get to touch for a moment a little bit of heaven. So what does that mean for us? Well, if the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that celestial mirepoix, is the essence of God, and we are made in the image and likeness of God, then our life needs to reflect that trinity. And one of the ways that I've heard it said is that each one of us lives our own unique trinity. We live in constant relationship and dynamic with ourselves, with our God, and with other people. All of those elements are essential. We have to love ourselves, take care of ourselves, be true to ourselves, but we can't just focus on ourselves. We can't become just navel gazers. We have to remember that everything we have is a blessing from God. And so there is that dimension of transcendence, of focusing on the sacrifice that is made at Mass, a sacrifice to God, and that God is the one who blesses us. Everything we have the very breath in our lungs is a gift from God. Without God, none of it makes sense. But our life is not one of a silo. We don't just live me and God. I also live in community. Just as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit form community, we are made for community. And so part of living the Trinitarian spirituality is that we live for others as well. And so that element of horizontal community, of service to others, of love of neighbor, is not just decoration. It is essential to what it means to be a human being. It is essential to what it means to be a person of faith. 
We cannot say, as Jesus says, we cannot say we love God if we fail to love our sister and our brother. We are destined for community, both here on earth and in heaven. The Lord invites us to open our hearts, not to worry about the other, not to be obsessed with who's number one, who's on top, who's better, what do they have, what do I have, not to compare ourselves, judge our, each other, hold resentments against each other, gossip about each other, but rather to appreciate each other and one another as God's gift to us. That together, with our sisters and brothers, we might make our way to the altar of God here at this Mass and ultimately in the Kingdom of Heaven. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org. Hi friends, it's Adam from Assumption. I'd like you to take a second and think about somebody with me, if you could. Um, I know that there is somebody in your life who you wish would come back to church. Maybe, I don't know what the reason is that they don't come, but they don't. Have you ever thought about like, how would it be easier? How could I make it more inviting, more relevant to somebody who has questions, who has doubts, for them to come back to church? Think about that person. Now, what have we tried? We've all tried to invite them to come back to Mass with us, and if you're anything like me, you've struck out a bunch of times. What I wanted to do is invite you to join us at 1111 at the Grotto to experience a relevant unpacking of God's word through the scripture in a way that is totally Catholic, but in a way that is easy for people to understand, where people can ask questions, have doubts, but still build community and dive deeper into a relationship with Jesus. We invite you to join us here online at 1111 every Sunday and start joining us in person at 1111 a.m. starting June 5th, Pentecost Sunday, to experience what 1111 at the Grotto really is like in person so it's even easier for you to invite that person you love to join us. If you have any questions about what it is that we're doing here at the Grotto to help reach people, I invite you to join us online and learn more by visiting our website, which is thegrotto.community. Or feel free to reach out to me through the Assumption website. Send me an email, send me a text. I'm more than willing to help talk to you. God bless.